What's up, players? Welcome to episode number 62 of Ready Press Play, your weekly source for everything that's new and exciting in the world of video games. Every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific or 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we discuss the top news of the week, notable releases on all platforms, while we're playing big topics of the industry and the games we love. If you want to try anything to bread in the show, go to readyplaynetwork.com or hit us up at Ready Press Play on Twitter and TikTok. No matter where you found us, please subscribe to the feed so you can get every new show directly to your device as soon as it posts. And if you like it, please leave us a nice review. This is March 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Daniel Lima, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Louis Menchaca. You know, Dan, I am very happy that I don't have to write the show notes and write the time codes for this show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to try, for those that have followed us along for uh, for the last few weeks or months or years or ho- however long you've been following us along for it. We're going to try something a little bit different today. We have a slightly differently structured show. Uh, you know, Liz, especially after we started doing this on video, I started realizing that our show is very um, regimented, right? Like to the point where like there's there's these like very clear segments with like intros and transitions and etc. And I think it contributes to the quality of the podcast that we do. But I also sometimes I wonder if like that is the ideal way to do the podcast, considering that I feel like sometimes when we go dive deep into a spoiler cast or or a special DLC episode where we just kind of talk about a big topic through the whole show, like I feel like the conversation kind of flows a little bit more smoothly. And, and I, I sometimes enjoy those better. And especially seeing like the 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 phenomenal job that uh, you and Troy did at your special episode for Ready Play Movies, um, I was thinking that I kind of want to experiment today and like have a less structured show where we just kind of talk about whatever. I do have a list of topics that we can potentially hit on, uh, but I don't want us to be like stuck to the topics necessarily. You forget about the phenomenal job that you did with Leah on the Valentine's Day special on this podcast. Yes, so. that is correct. Yes, we, <laughs> I, obviously, I don't, I don't want to give myself uh, the props there, but we, uh, we also did a, a pretty good uh, episode according to you know, um, what would you call it, like listener, uh, listener feedback, uh, including yeah. you, <laughs> uh, yeah. on that one, and and that was also a much less you know structured, hard structured yeah. show. So, well, see, that's uh, the thing. It's not going to be I, like. I, I actually wanted to dive into that. Like, I've been thinking about, like, you know, you know, we're we're now part of like the level one like lineup, right? Of like we're part of their daily upload schedules. And mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, what what is it that what sets us apart? What makes us unique is that we're very like professional and very regimented, mm-hmm. very segmented, very organized. You know, the double XP podcast, man, they just throw memes out everywhere. Like, there's, they're, <laughs> you know, like they're just kind of like, you know, like trolling. You know, like that's kind of like their thing. And like it's that it's a vibe, right? And I think that we bring. I hope they don't feel offended by you saying that. I don't. I, th- I say that. I say that with in, in in jest and endearingly. And by the way, so I I think that's why I tune in. By the way, I've been watching their shows. Um, but like you know, they're they're live. We're we're pre recorded. You know what I mean? Like so, mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself like that's that's the thing that we bring to the table mm-hmm. is a different flavor. And I feel like us doing our, our like you know our, these are specials. We do them DLC specials or whatever. And I feel like us doing that. I feel like. We're kind of doing their format. Is, is how mm-hmm. it feels like. Like uh, they have a form. They have a show on Friday. Uh, damn, what's uh, I can't. I I, I, I I watch every Friday. I can't. I just know it's Dallas and Baron. Uh, take not take. Two is podcasts, it the double take? Yeah, or uh, no? Not, that's Thursday. That's that's Hugger. That's Tuesday. That's Hugger. Yeah. Damn, I, I'm so sorry, dude. I watch all your shows and I, I'm blanking right now. But basically, they're just they're just <laughs> two friends hanging out and just shooting the shit. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. their that's their thing, and it feels like doing their show. <laughs> yeah, we, could, we should definitely get some alcohol involved in uh, episodes like this, by the way. Like, yeah. I, uh, 
I actually just uh, went and I, well, well, Leah went to grab some things today and then I asked her to grab a six pack of beer thinking about that, but then I ended up not, not going and getting it right now. Um, We're so organized, but we don't even plan that. Come on. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) So, Um, well, my my next question, my next question though, I wanted to ask you though, is uh, where do you, who do we play to? Like what audience do you think we should, we should uh, uh, talk to more like our, our audio listeners or our video watchers? Because here's the thing. When that when we were when we were doing the the show last week, I was talking about I have this on screen. I have this on screen. Mm-hmm. Like check this out. You know, I was like, oh, you know. And to the audio listeners, they don't see what's on screen. So I'm thinking to myself, should we like avoid you know saying something is on screen to like not uh, you know alienate them? alienate yeah. yeah. Personally, like I I hate when I'm listening to an audio pod. There there are podcasts that I listen to that are audio and video. And a lot of times as an audio listener, when they do shit like that, I feel alienated and I hate it because it's like I'm trying to like make sense of what's going on just based on the audio and it can be frustrating as hell. <laughs> and sometimes people make a point to take the audio listeners into account even when they're saying when they're doing those kinds of segments. So uh, they'll do like, for instance, like NVC, which is IGN's Nintendo podcast. They've at times done kind of like show and tell episodes where people bring in, you know, collectibles oh, yeah. that they have and they'll show yeah. it and talk about it. Um, or they usually they do that when they have a collector on as a guest on the show right like a notable collector um and and i understand why they want to make that content um and what they will do to you know keep the audio listeners included is that they'll uh, narrate the host will narrate and describe what's going on as it's happening so i think as long as we do that then it's probably okay but i still don't think we should do it often i think for the most part the focus should be you know that this should work for 99 percent of the content it should work as an audio content without requiring um, you know, people to watch the video. I, I hate it when I'm listening to a podcast and then people are commenting on somebody's shirt without saying what it is. They're like, oh my God, dude, Lewis, I love your shirt today or whatever. And it's like, what is it? <laughs> Which he does love my shirt, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Lewis, Lewis is the, has the, this great, uh, producer seducer shirt, which is a kind of funny merch. Uh, yeah. They're not paying us to say that, but uh, <laughs> I, I do really like that shirt. Um, if I were to get any other shirts, I'll probably get that one. As we were saying yeah. before, we even started recording. <laughs> uh, By the way, I have uh, I have one more ace up my sleeve, but I'm gonna go ahead and hold on to that. Go ahead and take it away. Oh, okay. What What do you mean by that? Like a like an item that you want to show, or just something you want to bring up? Or okay, okay. Well, we'll yeah. see about that. Yeah, um, we'll see. I just you know before we get into the, the, the shit we're gonna be talking about here today, I just wanted to give a shout out to our Twitch stream. So Twitch.tv slash Ready Press Play. Um, we oh, used yeah. to stream pretty consistently last year. We're not doing that this year. We did one stream of Halo Combat Evolved, and we're going to be wrapping up that game, hopefully. Well, no, we're for sure going to be wrapping up that game the next time we stream, which is the Sunday at, I think we agreed on, was it Noon Central. Noon, Noon Central, Central, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, oh, so, uh, and also, gonna... uh, for all you YouTube uh, people watching, uh, I, do, I do a hell of a good job making the description uh, of this video. And in the description, <laughs> all of our socials from my Twitter, his Twitter, Ready Press Play Twitter, like Ready Press Play Twitch account is all in the description. Our Spotify, everything, like I go ham on the links. Our composer, Waz, he's, his Spotify link is in there. So um, the show notes also for the podcast has a bunch of the links. I don't think it has our Twitch link, but I'm pretty sure Dan will include it this week. <laughs> I, I, I will say, Louis, that uh, it's uh, it's always fun when you kind of surprise me a little bit because, you know, my expectations tend to be 
pretty low for things in general. That doesn't mean necessarily to for you specifically. <laughs> just like you know, in life in general, you know, I, okay. I'm an optimist, but I'm also I I like to keep my expectations in check. Uh, so you know, whenever we're putting this on YouTube for the first time, because we didn't even talk, I think we didn't even talk about the YouTube description and things like that. That uh, I just kind of assumed that we're gonna just drop like drop the video there and that's it. And then actually, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to give a shout out that you actually did do a pretty good job at setting up the show and putting you know updating all the time codes accordingly and then you know writing the description with all the links and it was great so good job on that thank you yeah. uh but yeah screw it you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and pl- pl- pull out my trump card here we're just gonna throw all the stuff that you have planned out the door because it's about me <laughs> okay <laughs> all right give, give it to me so so mm-hmm. i gotta say that i decided to just break down and just let the terrorist win what, uh, yeah. what are you talking about I had a, I rewarded bad behavior, Dan, and I, I just no. I oh my to... god, you bought a PlayStation Five? Is that it? <laughs> Is that do you buy it from a, scal- a scalper? Why no? Okay, cool, cool. Now one of us can finally cover the PS Five in this show in some way. <laughs> if if you get it out of the box, have you gotten it out of the box yet? Yeah, yeah, it's set up Home. in the in the living room and and everything. Uh, so like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I I had to do mental gymnastics to this to do this. All right. Okay, so mm-hmm. first off, like I've been keeping my eye on eBay listings, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, scrolling and being like, oh, what? Like, you know, just looking at these $1,000 listings. I'm like, I'm not going to buy that. It's just too much, you know, $900 yeah. listings. I'm not going to buy that. It's too much. And then it just slowly, over time, it's been going down. And um, I found an eBay listing for $720. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, like, I pay, I would, if I were to buy it at retail, because like I'm in the state of Texas, I know what the tax the sales tax mm-hmm. is, uh, with sales tax, I would be paying $540. And I'm thinking to myself, so $720, you know, minus 540, I would be paying $180 extra that I normally would not have incurred had I just bought it at retail. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, $180, can I, can I live with that? And then mm-hmm. I thought to myself, okay, if I... I have been averaging about $160 a month in, in, in Fortnite for V-Bucks. <laughs> All right? Right, so which, is, which is ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> if I abstain from buying any more V-Bucks till at least May 1st, you know, mm-hmm. like no more dropping money. Like the V-Bucks that I have in my current account at the time of when I bought it, that's just going to let it rock. You know, mm-hmm. I got to stretch it out. I got to stretch it out and make it work. Mm-hmm. So I decided, all right, the challenge is in order for me to uh, eat the cost of how much I paid for the scalper, I have to not buy any more V-Bucks in Fortnite till May. Okay. And uh, right. <laughs> it also helps. Fair enough. It also helps that I got the stimulus. So, you know, I didn't really need to do that. But that is true. That is true. There's that going on as well. It's the, you know, the <laughs> the the PS5 stimulus. I wonder I wonder how many people <laughs> are taking that are taking that check and spending half of it on a, on a PS5 right now like you did. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you do you, you know, so each can uh, can use their their money for what they please. I don't judge. Uh, I will say that, you know, $180 more to get the console early because who, who knows when you would be able to buy it otherwise, right? So you can look at it as like an early access fee, <laughs> basically, at this point. <laughs> I've been trying, by the way. I've been going on uh, the whenever the uh, following um, Wario64, when he posts the links, when they go live. Mm-hmm. Can't even add it to my cart. I've been trying. Uh, but yeah, man. Like, by the way, the, the, the DualSense is slightly bigger than the... Uh, than the DualShock 4 like it's fatter in the hand it's taller mm-hmm. just by so slight and it can I can t- I've been playing this for so long that I can tell the difference just by whenever I first came to grips with it it was like oh this is big and that's what she said dude it's <laughs> it's a fantastic controller and I I've uh I've played the the PS5 actually in two occasions I uh or actually no one occasion cuz my um 
my sister's boyfriend got it. And, oh, yeah, uh, that's right. You told but, me about that. But, but I actually didn't play his, um, but I did see a friend that, that was able to get it too. And I, you know, I, I, I put hand sanitizer on my hands and everything. Oh and my let me try it out. And, <laughs> um, and dude, I played, uh, I played Astrobot. Uh, is it called Rescue Mission or is that the <laughs> VR one? I don't remember. Um, uh, Res- Playroom. Uh, Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom is the one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's there's actually a mode in that game that's meant to just kind of like show your friend kind of thing, which I love when games do that. There's a few I've seen a few games do that. It's like the show your friend mode, um, where it was just kind of going through like seeing how the dual sense works and etc. And uh, that controller is fantastic. Like what they're doing with that with that controller is really cool. Um, the you know the the haptic feedback is uh, really well done. I, I like it better than I do on the Switch because um, I'm not a huge fan of it on the Switch. And uh, the the controller just like just has this like this weight and the this feel to it that uh, that just sits perfectly in your hand and it's comfortable and it's great. And and the the triggers, you know, the the difference in the in the intensity of the triggers is cool as well. Um, I, I can't remember what they call that, but basically haptic feedback or yeah, I think no, it's haptic. haptic. No, oh. haptic feedback is the vibration, right? Oh, never mind. Uh, is the rumble, okay. but. The, with the triggers in the back, they have this thing. Um, the, the pressure sensitive one. I was like, not the yes, but yes. tension or whatever. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I haven't actually like tried any of that stuff. I, all I did was boot it up, set up my my account, and download mm-hmm. some streaming apps. And I downloaded Fortnite and Spider Man. I installed Spider Man off on the disc, and that's it. Like I have not done anything mm-hmm. at all. Like it literally came in the mail today. Like I had mm-hmm. to open the package during my lunch break. And uh, when you say Spider Man, do you mean like Miles Morales? Did you get the Ultimate Edition with the yeah. that includes? Cool. Cool. Yeah, although I'm probably not going to play Miles Morales for a while because I'm probably going to just play the or the 2018 remastered version mm-hmm. with the the Tom Holland wannabe model. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I'm probably not going to play it till Sunday because uh, uh, Saturday night I'm going to get off of work and I'm just going to watch the four hour Justice League cut and then <laughs> and then yeah. Um, but yeah, so just saying, like I'm I'm very excited to have it and I I predicted I I said I said last year. During one of our episodes in late 2020, I said, I don't want to be, I don't want to have like number 65 be titled PlayStation 5 Impressions, which but is kind of messed be, up. It'll be, it'll be number 63. Number, <laughs> and no, I know. I was yes. like, I almost, I can't believe I caught it. And the worst part was, is like, I would have been wrong because if I'd have stuck to my guns and not bought it off of eBay, who knows what number we would have actually oh, been. Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Like at this point, um, you know, considering I, I'm, I'm about to go through some stuff later in the year that I'm going to have to be saving some money. So I can't even like drop it on it. But at this point, I'm expecting to get mine on the fall. <laughs> like, when the, you know, whatever the next, uh, you know, big wave for uh, for the holidays this year probably is. It's probably when I'm going to end up getting mine. Um because I don't, I don't even think they're gonna be readily available until then. Like the way things are going, like we, there's no news of, of them getting better to find, as far as I could tell. No, but um, knowing my luck, it'll be the case where they're like, now it's in stores, and I'm like, ah, oh, god. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> tom- it's like tomorrow, like there's in stores everywhere, and uh, Sony drops the price to like for a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, no, just to fuck with not. me. <laughs> it's, yeah, but. You know, it's funny. You're gonna have to resist, you know, not getting Lara Croft on uh, in in Fortnite or. Oh, oh. actually, you, you probably have the. You're gonna have the battle pass, so that's fine. We'll see what yeah. other uh, um, skins they're gonna add. So you know, Fortnite season five ended. I actually managed to get level one hundred. Um, Did the you first, get all the, the Mandalorian? First... The Mandalorian yes. Beskar armor. So okay. Um, 
it was the it was the end of the season, you know, since the last episode, and I I played like I honestly played probably like twelve ish hours of Fortnite, if not Jeez. more, since we last recorded. Yeah, and it's like I, it's not like I I did it all in one go. Like every day I was playing for like an hour before bed, like I've been doing for a while, and then over the weekend I played like you know like I think there was like one day like Sunday I played like almost like half the day I was I was just playing Fortnite, uh, mm. and I I wanted to it was this weird thing where I was like. Uh, I felt kind of played in a way because this is the first time that I bought the battle pass and I'm going through getting the rewards. And uh, I remember on Friday thinking like, okay, the season is going to end in a few days. Um, But you know what? It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm happy how far I went. I'm not going to be one of those people that like just grinds on the game for all my weekend to like get to level 100 for these digital rewards that don't mean anything. Like I'm (laughs) I'm bigger than that. I'm better than that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to let the game get me in that way. And then there I was on Sunday, just doing, like, game after game, like, trying to do as many quests as I could, just trying to grind and get the level 100. And I did. And then uh, I was still missing some of the, the quests. And I, um, you know, Louis actually was the one that reminded me of that because I kind of forgot about it. Uh, and so Monday night I logged in and... Um, or I actually think it was Monday during my lunch break, actually, that oh I went God. in <laughs> and I did the Mandalorian quest that I hadn't done yet. The, there was only one quest list that I couldn't do, which was one of the Predator ones, the one where you had to um, shoot people while being on thermal view. Mm. And I, I should have done that a long time ago, but I kind of procrastinated on it. I didn't care for it. And then I tried to do it on Monday and I wasn't able to do it. There was one game where I was fishing for like 20 minutes and I couldn't get oh my the God. fucking fish that I had to get. <laughs> And then the other game, I did get the fish. And like, look at this. I got the fish. And then I proceeded to spend the rest of the game looking for somebody to fight. And I couldn't find anybody to fight for like minutes until we was like, like literally somehow I just didn't run into anybody until it was just like me and like a few other people. Uh, Like I was like a top five or something. And then I ate the fish and I went for them and they killed me and I couldn't get it. So ultimately... Yeah, and then I went to try it again, and then the game was off because, you know, servers were shut down at uh, 9 oh. I, it was, uh <laughs> It was 9 p.m. my time, and yeah, so I, I missed that one quest, but it doesn't matter. It was like, I don't even remember what the reward was. It was some kind of, I think it was one of the gun skins or something. I don't, it wasn't a big deal, Um, so I didn't care. But yeah, new oh, yeah, season so the Predator Fortnite rewards, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So new season Fortnite is out. It's called uh, Primal. Season six of chapter two. Some of the new skins include uh, Lara Croft. There's some different designs of the of the character from Tomb Raider, uh, which I think that's pretty cool. Um, they also are gonna have um, they're gonna have a Neymar skin, which I'm like, what the hell? How are they gonna even make that make sense? He's a soccer player. <laughs> like, oh my god, how does it? You know, Fortnite does, is everything. Like, first off, it. I know, <laughs> like. And I also love that it's like, oh, the theme of this, uh, the, th- the theme of the season is primal, right? So we got um, Lara Croft because, you know, you can now hunt on the island. There's all like this whole theme of like hunting and like wild animals bow, and Lara Croft. Bow and arrows. Of, yeah, yeah, bow and arrows. Like Lara Croft fits that theme. Then you also got Raven from Teen Titans, which is like, okay, well, that's a little bit of a stretch, but I can see it. Um, which I actually, I'm guessing they might add more characters from Teen Titans. I think that's going to be a thing. Like, um... I'm predicting more name, DC the in guy. general. Yes, I could see that. Mm. What's the What's the green guy in Teen Titans? I can't remember him anymore. Um, he turns. He can turn into animals, so that would make sense as well. Um, and then, like a character like Beast could make sense, maybe. Like so, they're, like you can fit many things into the theme. But then they announced that one of the characters that they're going to add is going to be Neymar Jr., the soccer player from you know Brazil's All Star World Cup team, and uh, who plays for. Uh, Paris uh, Paris Saint-Germain right now and I'm like 
what the what the actual fuck like how like are you gonna be running around a soccer player Neymar holding like an assault rifle like killing people like this game is beginning to like make no sense anymore and I love it um <laughs> so they've had plenty of like uh athlete integrations and not like specific named athletes but they've had mm-hmm. like uh the the like the NFL have like their football jerseys on normal normal like Fortnite skin looking dudes or whatever you know like just the jerseys they had uh uh Pele's uh like emo where he like you know jumps up and puts his fist up in the air they had mm-hmm. that as an icon series emo so they've had like those type of integrations they haven't actually had signed any exclusive deal with like a named like player or or athlete or whatever but i'm not surprised i'm just i'm I'm surprised it's like it's not someone like that i personally know like someone like a like a beckham or uh i don't Mm -hmm. know some like some soccer some soccer star that like that's transcends just soccer fans well neymar is like a huge star at the moment like has been over the last few years um but I, I get your point because you know he um it's still it feels too recent right like somebody like a like a Beckham like he he's had a history in the past right and uh like obviously Pele and like these people so like that's that's, that's the cl- one I was thinking of Cristiano Ronaldo I was thinking Cristiano about Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. um you know I I would argue like I would argue for Neymar because I'm Brazilian right like and I I I have mixed feelings towards Neymar as a, as a player when I when I'm watching uh Brazil uh like like games in the World Cup and stuff like that but. Um, I feel happy about the fact that, you know, a, like the first named athlete being represented in Fortnite is a Brazilian player. But I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from there. Um, the, I, I want to say just one thing about the season six, though, because I already started playing some matches. I haven't bought the battle pass yet because what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till April to see what the new Fortnite crew skin is. And then mm-hmm. if it's a good skin, I'm just going to get that instead and have that include the, the battle pass. But and then get, it, get it a couple that, of days into like, April. So that way you can get the May skin for free without having to pay for it. There we go. Well, didn't you try doing that and it didn't <laughs> no, work? No, it did. No, oh, it did work. What okay. it doesn't do is the V bucks, the one thousand V bucks, won't oh, get deposited into I you. See. But I you see. will get you will get the skin. You will get two skins. Uh, Perfect. Because I'm do that then. Yeah. <laughs> make my money go a long way there but one of the new there features that they added this new season is crafting um and w- what that is is that have you played have you played season six yet or no yeah yes i have and how do you uh, feel I about the it. crafting yeah i don't <laughs> it's it feels so <laughs> difficult to access right like it, it's it's just not really easy to do and i it bothers me like i i wish i feel like they should have figured out a way to make it a one button thing that uh that you can do well like in combat and stuff the fact like you kind of have to like find a good safe place to go into the menus and figure out what you need and see what you can do. And um, I don't know the Not way to that mention it getting, the- getting the the materials is actually really difficult as well because you have to hunt like wild boars mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's not that it's not a really uh, I don't know like it feels like the balance is off because now all the guns have been substituted. Like they put new guns in these primal guns mm-hmm. or whatever, and these guns are so weak. And they're so inaccurate. Like it just, I don't know. It just feels like it's making, it, it makes it harder to like, you know, I guess in one way it's, it's to make it easier for like new newbies and stuff like that, because newbies don't die as easily. You don't just die when you land, mm. but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's overcorrecting. I, I feel like, and I don't know. I just don't like the, the new, the new feel of the guns and they're just, and I'll, I'll not to mention, I can't even get like blue level guns or purple level. I have yet. I don't think I've, 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 having played for like a day for when the season started, I never got a purple gun like at all. And that shouldn't be that hard to do. But now it's like, 
you got to craft and upgrade your guns to make yes. them stronger. And it's like whenever the previous system was like you just find an NPC and if you have gold, then you just mm-hmm. spend the gold. And then now it's like now NPCs aren't even offering to upgrade their guns yet. I have yet to find an NPC that does. Um, granted, I haven't played I haven't played that many matches, but I wouldn't be surprised if they just scrapped that feature altogether to like emphasize crafting your upgrades. And I'm like, ah, I, I, I can barely get I can barely do a match and get enough uh, material raw material in general. Period. Like. Let me ask you a quick question here before we move on, since you've been um, you've played Fortnite way more than I have in the past. It seems to me that, you know, with Fortnite, each new season adds new mechanics to the game and it keeps like incrementing the game. Like it's not like they're getting substituted substituted it's like these mechanics are all getting added so you got things like now you got like the bounties uh that were added i think last season that continue Mm -hmm. on this season and i remember there was like a spy themed season where they added all the hiding spots and that continues to be a thing in the game and there was like the season where they added the boats and the cars like i I remember from outside like seeing all these things that they added that all exist coexist together in the game right now um have they added features like this before that then got removed Yes, yeah, um, features get removed all the time. Like even last season, they got rid of tunneling. You can't just like stand on the sand and like tunnel your way through anymore. Like there's uh, items that are like they even advertise that they're limited uh, limited time items, like that one like snow globe thing or whatever. Like, the I, no, I get that. I get that they remove items, but I think there's a difference between removing items versus removing like a full feature, like like as if they removed fishing from the game, for instance, or something like you mm. know what I mean, like an action that you can do. I can see the tunneling though, like that kind of counts. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have it. They've done that before. Um, I can't mm-hmm. think of any off the top of my head, but tunneling does come to mind. But also, they do remove weapons as well. Um, mm-hmm. There's even whole game modes that also that are cycled through on a playlist. Um, sometimes, like even last season, there was a game mode called Unvaulted, where every weapon that's ever been in Fortnite is there. You can pick it up and it's unvaulted. So whether it be like Slurp Juice mm-hmm. or Rifts or whatever, like um, even right there, you go right there, Rifts. Uh, that's a mechanic that was removed. Um, um in the game so yeah it just they're constantly keeping on evolving the game and it's just keeping players on the toes and i'm like some there's some complaints with my my group of friends where they're not they're not liking the first impressions of the season uh they're like this they're mm-hmm. just they get they feel like they're making things complicated just for the sake of being complicated um mm-hmm. which i i don't know i kind of sort of agree but at the same time i was just re- telling them i was like yeah but they have to constantly put you know, features and throw things at the wall to keep the game relevant from a, yeah. from like a, like a non-boredom perspective. That's how the game stays on top is because they're constantly churning out new seasons and new features and new characters, new items. And so that way it makes people keep coming back for more. And they'll iterate on it, right? And I, I expect it to, uh, these things to get better, maybe with time, like these new systems. Yeah, um, and that just makes well, me I've wonder, like... It makes me wonder if there's ever going to be a definitive season where everyone unanimously agrees that this is the best peak Fortnite or whatever. Like, when will we realize that? Or we will just realize it after the fact to the point where, like, you know how, like, WoW Legacy or WoW Classic came out, Mm -hmm. like, I think it was last year or whatever. Like, is there going to be a situation where it's like Fortnite gets re-released as Fortnite Classic, but nobody can agree on what Classic is? (laughs) Who knows? We'll, we'll, maybe we'll see that. Maybe we'll see that one day. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, so far, you know, I think the last season was better than 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 this one. But it's it's too early to say. Probably. Um, I didn't just play Fortnite. I uh, I've been playing a lot of random shit, Louis. Like really random shit. I talked last week about how I was uh, playing around on the on my Wii or actually my Wii U that has uh, all my Wii data inside it because I transferred when I got it. Uh, and I started playing Skyward Sword. I have gone back and I continued. I played some more Skyward. 
sword. Um, and it's interesting to be playing that when the when the Switch uh, remake is uh, or remaster is coming out soon. And I I gotta give you something, dude. Like I I talked shit about the remaster trailer before because I was like this this remaster doesn't look good at all. Like this remaster looks like you know they didn't do anything to the game. And then I went back and I'm actually playing through the original Skyward Sword on the Wii. And that game looks so bad nowadays. Like in 2021 playing it nowadays, it feels like it feels like you're watching like a like a 240p YouTube video from 2004 in uh, <laughs> in like your TV or something. That's how bad it looks. And I it's interesting, like I don't have any problem with the art style. Like I still think the art style of that game is really cool. And, and I, I actually think it inspired the art style for Breath of the Wild a lot because um, it's they're kind of similar in, in some ways. Um, I, I, I there's still a lot of things that I like about the game, but it's just crazy. Like, I don't remember the game looking this bad and. I think about how, you know, in 2011, when that game came out, you know, I probably had at best, like maybe like a like a 40 inch TV that I was playing it on uh, with my Wii then and versus playing it on a 65 inch now, like a 60 having like a 65 inch like 4K TV and playing this uh, this old Wii game on it. I feel like makes it look even worse. Um, <laughs> and especially now that you're, you know, you're more spoiled, like I'm playing, you know, my Series X and et cetera, and my PS4 Pro. And then I go and here's uh, Skyward Sword on the Wii extended to your 65 inch TV. Um, and it, it just doesn't look good. <laughs> so you were right. So they did do a good job. The, I've seen the side by side comparison. Um, and I will say that the uh, the new version of um, the new version on the Switch is like defogging. Mm-hmm. The, the the thing and i would i was gonna add to that that um the uh how do i put this there is some things that you could be doing wrong and i'm gonna just go out and say uh go out and assume that you are okay so for one thing um you're probably using the rca cable like composite which is like yellow red and white so no they, i'm using an hdmi cable oh my god Oh, yeah, because wow. I'm okay. Because because I'm using um, you know what? I think I know what you're gonna say. Because there's like another version of the composite cable that that you could use on the Wii and that improved uh, the image quality, right? Yeah, it's called component. Yeah, so mm. um, I was thinking you could use component cables, and then if you use the component cables, then you can go to the Wii settings and turn on 480p. Because if you're using the yellow, red, and white cable, it could be doing interlaced, which is 480i. I know I'm, I'm I know I'm pretty much like in the in the in the weeds when it comes to the technical mumbo jumbo, but as just as a point of clear. Uh, clarification is like no it's a good point because i think my game looks worse than that video um that i that i was just seeing like the comparison video and yeah like but i am playing on the wii u that's the thing it's like the wii u is just hdmi right yes Mm. the wii u is just hdmi so it's going to give you the best it's going to uh poured out the best picture quality so if you're playing it through the wii u backwards compatible compatibility it's it should be giving you the best possible picture Mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe you're not doing it wrong after all i was thinking you were using original hardware (laughs) no 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 no. anyway something else i've been playing is uh my 3ds (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so uh i'm i'm living in like uh I'm, i'm living in 2011 nintendo right now um and uh, so I, I decided to uh, to charge my 3DS and see how things were going over there in that world. And uh, the, the funny thing is, uh, it's it's so interesting to like turn on a hardware like that and then go and open like the the eShop and etc. Like I had to update everything as well, like update the hardware, update the apps. And then I went into the eShop, and it turns out there's still games coming out on the 3DS, Louis. I don't know if you uh, if you knew that, but uh, the eShop is still getting updated. It's like I don't know if it's getting updated. 
because there are um there is some shit there that's like really out of date there's like categories where it's like um like new releases or stuff like that and then you open it and it's like really old stuff uh, <laughs> or it's like um featured at E3 and then you open it and it's like from like stuff from like E3 2017 and like shit like that um but however however uh you can search the games you can look at the games by order of release date from the most recent and there are new games coming out like this week like every week like still this year um and they're they're like smaller games they're not you know first party stuff but uh i still find it crazy that uh even though in so many ways it feels like you know going through this old like house with all these spider webs there's still like some new shit coming out there um but you know, I, I went back to my 3DS and I opened Street Pass and, and there were like two people that I that I hadn't uh, picked up on Street Pass that I from like literally years ago, because just so that you have some context on this, okay. I Street Pass these people at E3. Okay. <laughs> I don't know which E3. I just know this because you can you can give your me a little like shout and, and my shout said, oh, I love E3. And I remember it's because I went to E3 and I put that in there. Um, So this was likely E3 like... If it wasn't 2019, it would have been like 2018, but it could have been even, you know, I don't know. Um, and there's a few, there's like a few funny things here is that well, number one, there was an update, uh, to Street Pass that I hadn't had installed yet. And I don't know how old this update is. I think it's much older than I thought. Uh, but they added like new games to Street Pass. Um, and I, and, and now the app runs so much better and got me thinking like, why do we not have a Street Pass on the Switch, Louis? Why do you think? Because wouldn't it make sense for Nintendo to bring that feature forward in some way? Like, wasn't Street Pass one of the best parts of the 3DS? Like, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and as, as a matter of fact, it was. That was a thing that made a uh, uh, Street Pass was super hardcore irrelevant or relevant when it came to conventions. Like everyone was Street Passing with each mm-hmm. other. It made it made, it made people want to bring the 3DSs uh, for that for that very particular reason and stuff like that. So. Yeah, man, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> I don't know what to say other than um, I like I, I I do like the I do like three uh, the the street pass the puzzle feature like when you're making the puzzle pieces and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like advertising for Nintendo, and at the same time, it's like you know everyone you got to get your steps in to collect some coins and Which, it's by social the way, features. Yeah, I have like I have like six hundred pieces uh, missing in a like or like there's like six hundred pieces that I never got in that game. I have like. It's like I have like a thousand out of a thousand six hundred or something like that, and now I wonder like the, like that it hit the completionist in me, and I'm like I kind of want to complete all the puzzles, but how can I do that in 2021? Um, and it almost made me made me like start going this like internal um like plan mode and start thinking like could we put together some kind of 3ds Street Pass event in 2021? <laughs> um, Obviously, after all this pandemic is over and stuff, I think um, it's just go to a convention and you will still get pieces. people go getting their 3ds's and stuff in mm-hmm. at convention season and stuff like that. There's that, but I, I did have at one point I did have my all of my puzzle pieces completed like 100, percent but then like Nintendo released more puzzles, so I think I might be missing like one mm-hmm. or two two or three puzzles. But I did did I did it I did complete it towards the end of the life cycle of the 3ds, so I'm pretty sure I. I wouldn't even be surprised if I have all of them. Uh, but mm. the one thing you can do is you can just, uh, you know, wa- uh, use your 3DS as a pedometer and uh, spend those coins with uh, oh, yeah. to buy puzzle pieces. Um, That's true. The thing, I, the thing I don't like about it is that it's a random luck of the draw. And yes. so sometimes if you, you buy it, you'll buy a piece that you already own. But the only good thing about it is they will only sell you pieces for a puzzle that is incomplete. So yes. like you will never buy a puzzle piece for a, p- a puzzle that you've already done. So if the ones that you have outstanding are the ones that you could you could draw from. So there's that. So 
True, true. That might be the only way that I'm going to complete that now. Um, but anyway, I'm playing Metroid Samus, Ret- Samus Returns, which was one of the swan songs of the 3DS. I think that game came out like after the Switch was already out. Um, that game's really good. Um, and I, I had already played it before, actually. I, I A friend of mine in 2017 had it, and I borrowed it from him, and I played... I'll, I played the whole game up until like 90% of the way through. Um, and then I didn't finish it and I ended up giving it back. And uh, I bought the game myself a little bit after that and I never played it again. But then I just started. It's been long enough to where I could just start it again and I uh, start going through it. I uh, not really remember much. And that game is, is hella good. That game is really good. Uh, you know, people talk about missing a Metroid game. You know, people are excited to hear more about Metroid Prime 4, 4 and etc. And the reality is for the time being, while people wait, Nintendo should have just ported that game to the switch you know what i mean because it's a (laughs) it's a high quality metro game that came out on the 3ds you know not too long ago and it looks good and it plays good it's just old school great metroidvania stuff um like you know it feels in a lot of ways like like an evolved version of super metroid right like it's not it's not the first person you know shooter adventure game that metro prime is it's just it's more old like old school metroid but um, it's just a, a lot of fun and it plays really well. And it's all about, you know, killing all the, all the Metroids. You got to kill, um, you got to kill 40 Metroids in the game. Um, and as you, as you're going through the game, you're like exploring this, this area and just kind of unlocking new abilities and finding all the different Metroids and, and, and trying to get all of them. And it's just, it's just good. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that, to that game and say, if you haven't checked it out and you still have your 3DS somewhere, you might want to, you might want to I- look into that. I love how that works. Since we're have, we're on the 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 eShop, the Nintendo eShop, they're still selling it at full price for forty dollars here in twenty twenty one. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I, dude, I was looking at some like three DS games that I was thinking about buying, um, like physically. And there's there, there's games from the three DS that are now you know worth more than they were then when they came out because <laughs> yeah, it's like know, they Nintendo. were retail at forty dollars, and now they're the used game store selling it for sixty or something like that. Yeah, I've seen that happen a exactly, lot. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, Lewis, I, what did what you've been playing? Uh, yeah, I was actually gonna go in and and go ahead myself here because. I lied last week. I thought about it. I was like, oh, shit. I completely forgot that last week. I actually did have something to talk about. And I was just talking about Fortnite. And I completely neglected the fact that I uh, um, last week I had went to my my uh, my nephew's house to go hang out with him. And uh, we uh, ended up playing NBA 2K21 because he's really big on... Um, on like game pass or whatever so he only gets like games that are there and apparently Mm -hmm. that was on it and so he ended up uh we ended up only like just playing um what do you call it we only played um what is that like that quick plays or whatever so it's like Mm -hmm. it's not like the um it's not like you're playing the um you know like any card based or any other gambling stuff or whatever just (laughs) you know it's just you just do quick play and so I, I wanted to comment on 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 2K21 from from that perspective. Only playing it for two matches, or we did two or three matches, and that's it. And uh, I had never. I'm not a sports game player. Like I don't play sports games. The last time I played uh, a basketball game was uh was it might have been um, it might have been like on the PSP, like NBA yeah. 2K5 or something like that, or whatever they. Uh, if it was it probably wasn't 2K, but whatever. I, whatever, I, I think I played one in the PS3, and that's all. That, that's how far it goes for me as well. Yeah. So um, the so like I don't I like the last Madden I played was on the PS2. So I was like, you gotta just so take that with the, with what I say with the grain grain of salt. But I, I wanted to commend uh, this game for the feel. Like it felt really good. Like just I can see why mm-hmm. people would get addicted to this game, or like in from the sense of. Uh, 
you know, it, it just, it was, it was perfectly, there was, there's, there's multiple different ways to shoot. There's a simple method, which is the method that I grew up with on the PSP. And there's like a more involved method where you're like actually aiming your shot with the sticks. Uh, but I didn't know any, I didn't really play with that method or whatever. So I just use the simple stuff and like, you know, cause I'm, cause I'm a basic bitch. And, uh, I just got to say that the it was fun i like wrecked my nephew i'd like i i think i did like 104 to him he did 40 you know like it was Damn. like it was a complete like blowout and he got mad and he was like he's like i'm never playing this game ever again and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not even that good i'm like i'm not like it's like oh my god it's like i just sort of like kind of got a feel for a feel for the game and understood you know i mm-hmm. caught on pretty quickly but i'm pretty sure my play style was very simple very easy and easily exploitable but you know he's a teenager so that's kind of is what it is um but other than that like 2k yeah 2k 21 man um if you're not doing any of those card pack things like whatever <laughs> the uh, their version of uh what do you call it What's that thing where like you're doing card packs and stuff in FIFA 21? I forgot what I think it's, it's called. Ultimate it. Ultimate Team. Yeah, yeah. If you're not doing that Ultimate Team bullshit or whatever, whatever they do in here in 2K 2K 21, I think this game this game is perfectly fine. But um, yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna do anything beyond just quick play because like, with quick play you can you get all the play you get access to all the players and I'm like, well, why don't you just do that? But I guess quick play requires a local <laughs> local play or whatever. So everyone plays uh, online these days. So yeah, is it quick? <laughs> it was definitely quick. <laughs> uh but that was uh that's one thing I was playing is um was uh 2K21 and then the other thing I actually played was I dabbled in a little bit of VR and um my my niece came over to my house. It's like she brought she brought her her Oculus Rift um uh, which is like my first Which wait, which Oculus is it? It's the brand new one that came out last year. Okay, like, so it's the like Oculus the, Quest 2. Yeah, the Oculus Quest yes. 2. Yeah, that's the one. And so there's like no cords, there's no nothing. It's just yeah. all wireless and it's all it's all like, you know, on the headset, like the the apps, the the games, it's all like Did you have to log in locally. on your Facebook account or did you use her Facebook account? My niece used her mother's Facebook account. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so okay. I was like when I like was in the main menu it says hi and it's got her name and I'm like that's not even my niece's name. I was like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Like that. <laughs> and I'm like she's too young to well, she's not she's not too young. She's she's 19, but she's uh I'm sure she doesn't have a Facebook account. So uh so it's kind of you it's know, kind if of you're 19, you're almost like it's interesting. You were about to say like she's too young to have a Facebook account, and she is, but not because 19 <laughs> year olds don't have Facebook accounts. Just because you know the the Gen, I don't think that Gen Zs care about Facebook. They're all about you know the TikToks and um, yeah. you know Snapchats, or maybe they're probably Face- over Snapchat by now, right? So, Facebook is for boomers, yeah, according it. to them. Yeah. So I I did say that like <laughs> it's there is some truth to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we were, uh, so I was just trying out, uh, her, her, uh, VR headset and I was pretty impressed because like, honestly, like her, the controls were dope. Like that's my mm-hmm. first time using the Oculus Quest 2 and I'm thinking to myself, this is what I want for PSVR 2. And the fact that they were like, oh yeah, it's going to have one cord. I'm like, you're already lost, you know? So, which uh, on that note, if you want to bring that up on the, you know, so the, so that the people can, uh, so that the people can see it, they, uh. They did show just this week the new uh, the new controllers for the for the PSVR two. Did you see that, Louis? Yes, I did. Here, I'll pull it up. And um, yeah, so the um, those those VR controllers. It's okay. First off, when I'm looking at the image of these controllers, it looks so over like overdone, like too much circular mm-hmm. things happening here. But other than that, it looks like they're trying to be like very accurate with the finger tracking or whatever. Um, 
but anyways, um, just to finish my thought uh, about about what I did, what I played with the with the Oculus, I played uh, Beat Saber, and that's my first time I ever played Beat Saber. I've seen YouTube videos of people playing Beat Saber, and I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, my first my, my first thing, I was like, I decided to play a song, and I, I I selected the easy mode, and it was very relaxing. You know, I'm swinging mm-hmm. and like kind of like everything's pretty good. I'm having like this like 90 note no, uh, um, streak going on or whatever, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty awesome. I'm having a good time. It's very relaxing. I was very like you know zen. And then I decided, I was like, you know what? Uh, by the way, the, I was uh, I was playing an Imagine Dragon song, and and I accidentally uh, picked that song. Like I was trying to go, out, I was trying to pick a single, like one of their their singles, mm-hmm. and I accidentally picked the song below that single. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna, I'm too lazy to back out anyways. And so I played that song, and I'm like, oh my god, I I just discovered a, a brand new song and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. I actually liked it. So I think that's that. There's some good like integration for like for not to go on a huge music. tangent, but Imagine Dragons. I think they're a fine band. I think I think I like listening to their songs, you know, their hits especially. Uh, in fact, you know, there was an Imagine Dragons song in the Switch, com- like one of the original yeah. Switch commercials. I was like, first yeah, that's one of the singles. First. Yeah, right? Yeah. Really good song. But I see people hating on Imagine Dragons nowadays <laughs> to a level that makes it seem like they're the new Nickelback, right? It's like they're <laughs> they're getting to that meme territory. And it always surprises me because I'm like, I think I think they're totally fine. Which, by the way, by the way, mind you, I think Nickelback is fine too. <laughs> so yeah, I maybe still I just have bad taste. Ironically, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but anyway, that uh, was a tangent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's no, fine. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I was like listening. To, I was like, I, I enjoyed that song, and I'm like, I should, I should probably like add that to my playlist or whatever. But so then I decided, like, all right, I was full of myself. And I decided to play that exact same song, but bump it up to hard. But like, there's mm-hmm. like, there's easy, there's normal, uh, there's hard, there's expert, and there's expert plus. And I think I picked, I, I think I picked expert or whatever. And uh, at that point, it was it's a workout. A, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Like, it was an mm-hmm. actual workout. I was all sweating and stuff, and I like had to get like one of those Clorox <laughs> wipes and start like wiping down my niece's uh, um, headset because I didn't want to you know give it back all sweaty and stuff. But yeah, I was I was a little I was a little out of it, and it was a lot. Like the same notes, like suddenly by like playing, like, you know, hitting everything, like I, I heard more notes than there were the first time because they're the easy mode only emphasized certain notes, you know? So it just felt like the, mm-hmm. the song was slower than it actually was. But now it's like when on, on the expert mode, you're hitting everything, every little nuance. And I'm like, oh my God. And it felt like, it kind of felt like there was like a, like a deeper, like the song felt deeper all of a sudden. I don't know why, but. Mm-hmm. I could, it could be just me like projecting or whatever, but uh, I like the song and I like the game. Um, you know, it's I think it's awesome that you can play the game at whatever pace you want. So if you're if you're a boomer like me, you can just play it like casually in easy mode and feel good about yourself. Or if you're you not a just boomer, a- <laughs> <laughs> shut up get out of here <laughs> uh, yeah so like you can or you can just you know turn up you know crank it up a little bit and go ham and just you know like mm-hmm. just like <laughs> like you know just um yep. uh it was kind of funny like before i played like my niece was playing by uh you know on the vr before i she she let me get on and i'm just seeing her in that vr headset just sort of like you know and it looks kind of funny uh you know from the outside looking in but um I, I will say there's one bad thing i will say one critique about the quest the oculus quest 2 is um i don't think it does a good job of completely blocking out your vision like mm. i can if i love my eye if my eyeballs go like look down i can still see like 
you know, my shirt or my shoes, you know, mm-hmm. I can just like simply like look downwards without turning my head down, just sort of like peek down. And then, uh, I can see underneath me, whereas the PSVR completely blocks it out. Could and, it be, uh, I know it's going to sound dumb to say this, but could it be that it wasn't properly adjusted to your head size that, uh, probably because, uh, cause mm-hmm. my niece, she's much smaller than me. So yeah, mm-hmm. I did kind of like mess with the straps a little bit, but yeah, I probably didn't, uh, fully like secure it in or whatever mm-hmm. so that's that's very well possible but actually that may that may not necessarily be true because uh be because uh they were over and i'm like well do you want to try out my ps my, my psvr and they're like yeah sure and so my uh, my niece then like you know put on the psvr and that's the first time she's put it on in years uh because you know they played it before and then th- that was the first thing that she did comment uh, verbally was that she can't see underneath her so mm-hmm. she had that problem too um and uh, I had her play Iron Man VR, and I watched her play. And number one, uh, I got to say, the, the PlayStation Move controllers, they feel antiquated just by when she was controlling oh, and yeah. stuff like that. I'm like, and, you know, she's doing the PS Move controllers to do like the blasters and stuff, like the Iron Man blasts. And it felt like very, uh, it, it tracked well, obviously, because you got the, 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 the camera and then the lights and stuff. But I feel like the, the buttons, the, the everything just kind of felt like it just, I don't know, like it was, they were obviously compensating, but it, it, it was lacking, you know, I mean, for 2020 standards. Yeah, PlayStation Move is like ten year old technology at this point, if not yeah, more. Yeah, from the right? PS3. Like yeah. yeah. Oh no, so it's yeah, it's it, it, it debuted on the PS3. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's at least I think it's at least ten years old, if not a little bit more. Yeah, it's cool that you know they're finally gonna update the the controllers for that, and that people in, in one way I think it's cool that they use the PlayStation Move controllers for PSVR because that way the people that bought PlayStation Move back in the day had something new that they could do with it, <laughs> um, as opposed to you know just keeping them in a drawer forever. So I think that was kind of like a smart call at that point for Sony, but it's about time that they upgrade that in some way. So the new controllers look pretty cool. I think you know they're kind of adapting this. They're not reinventing the wheel. They're, they're really going with the new VR standard. That's pretty similar to what, you know, Oculus does. Pretty similar to what Vive does, I believe. Uh, it's kind of cool that they have, you know, like the touch sensors for the fingers uh, that is used to detect, you know, whether you have like your hands closed or, or open or if you have like two fingers down and things like that, the the, the controller can detect that. And uh, even if you're not necessarily pressing any button, uh, which that's what they cool. called it. They called it adaptive yes. triggers. Adaptive, yeah, that was their verbiage. There we go, adaptive haptic feedback. That's right. Haptic feedback. Thank you, article. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't own a VR headset. It's VR has been one of these things that I've been like interested in for a long time, and I've I've played plenty of things in VR. You know, either you know friends sets or even at work. Uh, you know, like uh, previous work situations in the past as well. Um, but I never owned a headset on my own, and I keep like I keep waiting for the right one, right? Like I I didn't want to buy PlayStation VR because it felt like it was going to be antiquated soon, and it had like all these scores and etc. And then you know with the Oculus Quest, that seemed like the ideal thing for me because it's wireless and etc. But I really don't like uh, Facebook and the fact that you need a Facebook account and that you got to log into your Facebook account that to use it. It just I just don't like it, and that that's enough of like a thing like for me to nitpick it and not want it. <laughs> Um, so like maybe the VR PlayStation VR two is going to be the, the way to go for me when that finally comes out. Um, that's true. That's true. It, it's uh, also one plus of those things- I expect it to be 100% backwards compatible where they do this boost yes. mode where it runs better. Yes. And there's also the thing with VRs because it's such new technology and there's new iterations of it coming out all the time that I keep being like, well, do I buy this one or do I wait? And there's going to be a better one in a year, you know, because that's what it feels like. It's kind of like buying a phone. Like, it's hard to know when to do it unless you're buying a new one every year. Um, 
But with VR, like, I don't want to buy a VR headset and then feel like it's outdated two years later. Like, I want to buy a VR headset that's going to last me like a console generation and feel like it's a, you know, it's a great headset during that time frame. As a matter of fact, I um, this October will be the five-year anniversary of the launch of the PSVR. And I bought it day one, oh, wow. so I can't believe I've actually had it since for about, almost five years now. So, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, let's see. Let's let's find something. Uh, something else to talk about here. There was uh, there was a Square Enix presents uh today. Did you watch that at all, Louis? Because like I didn't. Yeah, I watched it live. Uh, uh, obviously, if you're in this YouTube channel, Level One Gaming did a, a live stream reacts, like a live reacts to it, and I was just joining in and watching it because I honestly did not even know that it was happening until like I'm like you know on my subscription feed and there it was. Um, so I watched it. You know, I wasn't that impressed. I thought people were like buzzing and hyping over the uh, Avengers, the new Black Panther expansion and stuff like that. And I was thinking to myself, first off, this Black Panther, like he looks, he looks dope. That's a good model. Like just like mm-hmm. the textures and like, you know, the, what they did with them is he's not like MCU. They did their own thing and, you know, made it. Can, can you like, see him? I haven't seen the trailer yet. I'm pulling it up right now. Can you see him without the mask or do you only see the? No, no, okay, just okay. the suit, just him mm-hmm. in the suit and stuff like that. It almost kind of like, like those, like he's got like these little diamond like things that reminds me of uh, Killmonger because mm-hmm. he got those like, like those markings all over his chest and these is like, so they're like, they kind of, they kind of did a good job of just sort of like making their interpretation of it. And um, I feel like that was like the big pop was of of the, the presentation was like uh, was the new Avengers expansion. There's a they showed Hawkeye gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. They showed they showed a content roadmap of like five ma- major updates that they're working on, increasing like the level cap, making new environments and stuff like that. Um, but ultimately, like I haven't actually even played Avengers. Like I actually I bought it on Black Friday and it's still like in its shrink wrap. And uh, now that I got a PS5, maybe I'll actually play it. You know, because apparently yeah. the next gen patches dropped today. I'm assuming I, I didn't really catch it, but I, they did throw out the PS5 logos and stuff like that, and the Xbox Series X logo in there. Um, and then also they showed off new IPs. So there was a thing called Project Athia that was that had the, been showed uh, before. Project Athia yeah, I think yeah. was part of the PS5 showcase or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they they showed off new a new uh, a new cutscene or whatever and gameplay, and that's always a good thing. That's the thing that you know gets people talking and buzzing. And so now Project Dathia is now officially called uh, Forsaken. And I I don't know, like it it looks interesting. I'm not like you know over the moon about it. Like I, I feel like they want this to be the next Horizon Zero Dawn, and um, in as far as like you know making a pop like that. But for me, like I don't know. I just uh, I'm, I don't know, like, I guess, I guess I'm not easily impressed, but also I am easily impressed, so I don't know what the hell to, I don't know what the hell to say. <laughs> There's also a new Life is Strange game that was announced, apparently, Life is Strange True Callers will be released on September 10, 2021, follows the story of Alex Chen, a young woman with the psychic power of empathy. While there will be chapter breaks, this will not be an episodic game, and the full game story will be released at once. Life is Strange is one of these franchises that it's like, um... I know the first game was uh, was very successful, and I remember hearing a lot of buzz about that game in particular. Uh, it was one of those episodic, story-driven games, kind of like taking a page out of Telltale's book. And uh, I, I try to play... I literally, I think, restarted that game like two or three times. Um, and I, I just... I just always end up falling off like a few hours in. It just kind of it do, it never grabs me enough to really want to stick with it. And there's there's a few things with the story of the original Life Strange that I I have nitpicks about that I just feel like it weren't really well thought out. Um, and uh, you see that really early on uh, in the game. And uh, I don't want to get too into it because spoilers. But 
the interesting thing with Life is Strange is that it's continued to get, like, sequels. Like, this is not just the first... <laughs> it's had, like, multiple sequels at this point. Yeah, Life is Strange 2 and then the prequel. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't heard, like, anything almost about those other games. Like, it feels like it kind of... Like, the first game was, like, really big. And I I don't know if the, the fans have stuck with the, with the franchise, it seems like. Is that yeah, just me? Yeah, I don't know. Like, it just... Also, they're, like... I think what Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2 are completely different stories. And then there was the mm-hmm. Life of Strange... Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is, like, a prequel to the first one. Um, and then also for this one, uh, Life is Strange True Colors, one of the characters from the Life is Strange games is now making their appearance here. So that's, you know, making mm-hmm. it, like, a connected universe and stuff like that, but they're an NPC. Uh, so... I don't know, like, this uh, this uh, game didn't really catch me. First off, I feel like they're doing that thing where they, with Ellie, uh, like, they did this thing with Ellie in, in uh, Last of Us Part Two, where she plays the guitar and plays, like, a, a song and does her, like, in her interpretation of that song very slow, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they did that. They did that with this trailer when they had her play Radio uh, Radiohead Creep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel like that's a little, like, on the nose, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but... The these uh, her powers don't impress me. The gameplay doesn't impress me. The story doesn't impress me. So I might pass on this one altogether. Um, I still haven't even beat the first Life is Life is Strange, but I watched a YouTube video that spoiled the ending for me, and I was thinking to myself after I watched that, I was like, well, now it's not worth playing anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but what I did, I did play like three episodes of it, and uh, of the first game, and I was, I was. I was hooked. Like it felt like one of those like teen melodramas and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was also playing it with my nieces watching me because you know, like they like to like couch watch you know me play like story based games and stuff like that. Like they love uh, they love Detroit Become Human as well. Mm-hmm. So like the Life of Strange is like up their alley as far as like that teen melodrama and like oh my god do this tell her this or whatever. So like I feel like there's an audience for that and I kind of like sort of fall into it and I feel like. There's a part of me that almost kind of feels like if I actually just played the damn game that I would actually like, you know, get mm-hmm. sucked into it. Like I watched like my, I like, I like watching like, like campy ass soap operas and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, not like, like I don't seek it out, but if I, if I accidentally get hooked, then I'll watch it. Like, uh, for instance, um, the, the CW's, uh, Arrowverse, like the flash, mm-hmm. if you think about it, like the flash is not a superhero show. It's a teen melodrama disguised mm-hmm. as a superhero show. Right. So like, uh, watching Arrow, watching The Flash, watching Supergirl, they're all teen melodramas. Have you and ever like, watched uh, The 100? It's a CW show as well. I have not, but I heard it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, yeah. I uh, well, I'm not caught up, actually. Like, I, I've only watched the first three seasons. There, there's been three more since, but I would recommend that, because it's kind of, it's, it's one of those kinds of shows, too, but I really like it, and it, it gets better as you go through it as well. Like, it's it's a little bit cringy. Like, it's a little bit too cringy in the beginning, but it gets really good. Um, so I definitely would give a shout-out to that. Um Something else that was announced here, it seems, is the new Tomb Raider, uh, like, re-release, uh, Definitive Survivor Trilogy. Uh, bundles together Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Wasn't there a fourth one? No, there was, it was just the three of them. There's, there's like, some of the spinoffs where it's, like, but it's completely I, no, different, No, like, right? the way I remembered it, it was, it was, uh, you know, three that were developed by the original developers of the, you know, 2016 Tomb Raider reboot, and then they made, a, they made another studio develop a third game that nobody really cared about. Or am, no, I, or am I like... You're getting it mixed up with uh, Batman. What happened with Tomb Raider is that Crystal Dynamics made two of the games. Crystal Dynamics yes. made the first one and Rise. And right. then Eidos Montreal made Shadow. But it's it's three games. It's just three games. Yeah. Okay. And, See, I was thinking like Batman Arkham Knight where like the third, like they, the Crystal Dynamics came back and made their third, you know, cap and then... 
You know, yes, like, you know, yeah, that that was a that was a different story there with Rocksteady. Um, but anyway, that's you know that's cool. But at the same time, you know, I was really hoping for a new uh, Tomb Raider game announcement uh, from this, which we might see maybe on a on the next one. Because the problem now, so would- I just wanted to say that from this thing, I actually have. This is kind of just blew up out of nowhere. Is Outriders? Like I never heard of Outriders oh, yes. at all. Like straight up until like Twitter was talking about Outriders being on Game Pass. Like mm-hmm. that was like so. What the hell? Like I, I don't know for I don't know if I was just completely like oblivious to the situation. Like why is it like everyone's treating Outriders like it's some big triple A release? Like call of on the level of Call of Duty or something like that. Like oh, it's a big win for Game Pass. Oh, it's a big deal. Like ah, you know, I don't know. Like I just. This is like having watched this presentation. This is my first time actually seeing what Outriders looks like or what it plays like. And uh, watching it, I'm like, it feels like, you know, they're trying to be Destiny. And Mm. I'm not about that. Like, I don't play those kind of games. So this is not up my alley. But if I already have Game Pass anyways, I might try it. But it's interesting how, like, to it. you know, me and you, we're not, we're not close-minded. I, I feel like we're actually pretty open-minded uh, as gamers, but we're still, like, biased based on the, the kind of, like, our circles and the things that we're looking at and seeing. And and these things just, like, kind of catch us off guard. And, and it's so interesting to think about how many games just come out and become these huge, like, releases that everybody's playing and talking about, and they, they don't really cross a raider <laughs> until they do, right? So it's like, Outriders is that game as well for me, but Valheim that we, I brought up on the podcast a few weeks ago that too is like this huge thing now um and it's just i don't know it's just interesting how these games are just kind of sneaking up on us um and i think you know the truth is like this year so far has been a great like these last few months have been great moments to release a new game because there's really not a lot like from the franchise especially in uip so from the franchises people are excited about and looking forward to there was like nothing big that came out these few last few months i think hitman might be the only one uh, and like it's like every game that's coming out is getting this benefit of having more eyes on it because you know people are just available and looking for something new to play, um, which is not the case for me. That's playing my fucking 3ds in uh, 2021 <laughs> uh, and Skyward Sword, but for you know other people out there that are not like me, um, yeah, dude, fucking Game Pass just keeps like getting more and more stuff coming out to it. I'm gonna segue here into a uh, into this shout out um, that like you know some of the new things that got announced for it. You know, Undertale dropped on March 16th. Then on March 18th, which is day recording, Empire of Sin, Near Automata, Star Wars Squadrons, Torchlight 3. Then on March 25th next week, Genesis Noir, Octopath Traveler, which that's a huge one. That was like a Switch exclusive, and now suddenly it's dropping on Game Pass. Uh, that's coming to console and PC. Pillars, Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire, Superland, Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, Naruto Boy on March 30th, and then Outriders coming on April 1st. And um, there's a few things coming out too, but like the ones coming out right now are Hyper Dodge, Journey to the Savage Planet, and Machinarium. So they are they are kind of killing it. Yeah, they're they're killing it right now. Like you know, like the games that lost are no like not not as nearly as big as some of the games that are coming in. Um, and uh, that is on top of all the Bethesda games that we already talked about last week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I gotta say that uh, I'm I'm surprised that Octopath Traveler is uh, is coming to Game Pass. But first off, it's coming to Xbox before it's actually coming to PlayStation. Like, that is kind of crazy because Square mm-hmm. Enix is uh, Japanese as fuck, and I feel like Sony's <laughs> audiences uh, are, are um, 
are open to Japanese as fuck games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, Microsoft isn't really known for that, and uh, uh, there tend to be more Western sensibilities to their to the to the audience. So uh, putting it on Game Pass is probably going to be a, an easy W because now it's like you're giving people a, a chance to give this game a chance, you know, without having to pay extra for it. So um, yeah. Um, this is really good. I remember this uh, story happening. Very big deal. And uh, yeah, yeah, probably I was going to say that I don't know if I'm going to play any of these games, though, because like I don't even download games on Game Pass like that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy. I'm paying for a service, not even using it. But I guess I, I do that all the time. So <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, it's. I wonder if Microsoft is like making some moves, thinking about the the Japanese market or the market that's more interested in those Japanese games. Because you know, Nintendo obviously they're a Japanese company, but they're they're very strong right now with some of these uh, you know more uh, Japanese centric games. Um, not not necessarily from Nintendo, but from you know Square Enix and Atlas and and uh, Capcom like, and everybody uh, else. And- Dragon Quest Heroes kind of stuff, or not not Dragon, just Dragon yes. Quest in general. Yes. Um, also, Sony had like a lot of uh, success with stuff like Near Automata and stuff like that. Like, there, oh, yeah. that's a Japanese as fuck game. Uh, what's that other one? What's that one game that I'm trying to think of? Is it is it Near or is it the one where it's like it's like this girl and like she's not like damn. Gravity Rush? I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Gravity Rush, but let me let me just uh, go ahead and take over. I'm just gonna like Google Near Automata see if that's the game I was actually thinking of. It is not. It is not the game I'm thinking. Of. All right, go for it. <laughs> did you uh you know i was just gonna say you know it's interesting they're they're gonna get a they're getting a japanese studio with uh through bethesda as well at least one with a uh, tango gameworks and uh, i wonder if we're gonna start seeing microsoft gain a little bit of space in in the within the japanese market but that's highly unlikely honestly because not only they have like no footprint there whatsoever but also the japanese market has kind of moved on to more you know mobile handheld gaming and stuff and um, they're not they're not big on console gaming over there anymore, at least not, you know, in a statistically significant way compared it to It was near Automata. <laughs> yes, compared to the the, the Western market. Um dude, this okay, so like final story for us to talk about here before you know I, I just kinda read some headlines and we uh and we and we move on. Um did you see that PlayStation bought Evo? Like what what's going on there? That that's like that's your kind of your kind of story to to talk about, right? This just came out of left field. Like, I was completely yeah. taken aback from that. Like, okay, first off, I am actually, like, when I think about it, I'm not surprised. I shouldn't have been surprised because Evo has been put in a weird position where they were basically, like, half canceled. Not Evo yeah. the organization, not Evo the tournament. Like, you know, you know, fuck Evo. It was fuck Mr. Wizard. You know, mm-hmm. Mr. Wizard is one of the co-founders and probably the most forward-facing, you know, face of Evo. Um, you know, so it's like it's like if like Reggie Fizeme got canceled or whatever while he was still president of Nintendo. Like that's mm-hmm. how like like big big that was. And so uh, the Mr. Wizard situation, terrible, 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 and he's a terrible person allegedly. Got to say that um, since it hasn't been proven like in a court of law or anything like that, as far as I know. But that being said, um, they're Evo, the organization, like everyone else that's still running the organization, the other two, the other two co-founders, as well as like you know 
the organization, they need to make sure that they're number one, financially solvent, that they can continue to, um, you know, run, that they have resources, that they still remain, remain relevant. And I think that the fact that PlayStation, and I never heard of this other organization, uh, RTS, I don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. but the fact that PlayStation is going to come out here and buy it. And I think that's, that's going to be good for them as far as Evo can, you know, continuing to have funding and continuing to, you know, you know, push the boundaries with, you know, making it, hit a bigger, wider audience. But at the same time, it's uh, it's really funny that like Nintendo is, you know, they have Smash Ultimate as one of the biggest, like most viewed stuff at Evo. And it's kind of funny that, that number one, Microsoft bought Smash.gg, which is the internet website that hosts tournaments and like, you know, people like have like infrastructure in like matchmaking and like, and keeping uh, track of stats. So Microsoft has Smash.gg. And PlayStation owns Evo. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> what the hell? It's like Nintendo is dropping the ball big time because number one, Nintendo has basically said with their actions, not so much their words, but with their actions, they're saying like, fuck the FGC or fucks the Smash community. And uh, and also there was a Nintendo put out a quote, like a PR spokesman gave a quote to IGN about the situation. And um, it's such a non-committal response. You know, I it's like, we'll it. continue it. Yeah, go for it. Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past EVO tournaments and wished the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess EVO and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros. tournament activity. So, yeah, it's, it, you know, they, they don't have, the truth is, like, they, they don't have anything really to say. So, it's just a PR, you know, it was saying something without really saying anything kind of answer. Um, in some ways, kind of like, you know, Phil Spencer, what he keeps saying about exclusives on Bethesda exclusives on Xbox and et cetera. And it's, you know, people are frustrated about the, the vagueness with, with things like this. But uh, sometimes it's just they're required to do that because things are still not decided i'm sure with this one nintendo was caught off guard too so uh now they got to figure out what they're gonna do you know maybe they're gonna run their own smash tournament well that's the thing like i think that nintendo is not gonna want to bolster or help sony's wallet yeah like their bottom line like i think that if they were to partner with them um you're just helping sony make more money and i don't think they want to do that um, Hear me out here, Lewis. What if, you know, PlayStation, you know, since they're probably going to lose Smash Brothers, they're not going to be able to do it at Evo anymore. Uh, what if they replace it with the tournament for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I saw that coming. And no, that's the PlayStation Battle Royale is a trash game, number one. Number two, it's stuck on old hardware. It's It literally got mm-hmm. like left behind on the PlayStation 3. Good riddance. Um, so no, that's not happening. But it's... It's kind of funny because there are people out there that are like pro PlayStation All Star Battle Royale players. I highly doubt it. I (laughs) there's gotta be there's gotta be one person. There's like at least one guy. You can (laughs) be that person, Dan. You know what? You know what, Dan? If no one wants the crown, you can wear it. (laughs) You know what? I am literally making a note about this right now because you know something I obsess over uh, way too much is like spreadsheets. Right? I talked about it before, and I. I make spreadsheets for things like games I want to buy, right? Like like my ideal game collection, games I want to own, even if I don't want to play them, games I want to own because I'm like, you know, I think they're worth something or valuable or interesting or whatever. I want to have them as part of my game collection, as you can see back here. Um, and I, I didn't have that game written written down. I have not thought about that game in like 10 years. So I, I just edited it. I just w- wrote a note on it because uh, that's probably a game I would want to buy. Like, especially with what you just said, like it's stuck in the PS3. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, <laughs> no, that game's got to be kind of rare right now, you would think, right? Like, 
We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, I don't, I don't I have don't any know. thoughts on this on the story really. Like I, I don't follow Evo like you do, so I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen there. And and it seems like it was a necessary thing to happen, like you said, like it had to change leadership in some way and and, and that makes sense. It is funny mm-hmm. though. When we were first talking about Microsoft buying Bethesda and everybody started to speculate, what is Sony going to buy? They went out and they bought Crunchyroll. And then now it was like- They bought the FGC. (laughs) Now like the Bethesda acquisition has been finalized last week and, you know, Xbox was all over the news again. And then everybody starts going like, what is, which studio is PlayStation going to buy? And they buy Evo. So it's like, they're they're just making very interesting moves as a company. It's like, they're not, they're not- Fighting game, uh, okay. Evo is like the Olympics of uh, fighting games. It's like the Super mm-hmm. Bowl of of. Uh, it's like the world's most prestigious fighting game tournament in the world. Okay. The thing about Evo is that it has so much viewership. Like it is, mm-hmm. it's got so much legacy behind it, and it's got so much hype moments that they're practically guaranteed. And so one of the things that happens is um, there's been a lot of integrations over like the last like three or four Evos where like new character DLCs for like Tekken and Street Fighter and like are being debuted during like grand finals or during top eights of like they have all like these integrations are perfect because because evo is so big and because they're in front of such an audience they can have like smaller like you know fighting games that are like not as they're not like the street fighters or not the mortal kombats you know those japanese weeb games that i talk about (laughs) so they can you can put them in like in the in the main stage and now it's like it's got like this platform and it bolsters the sales right um of the games and people can discover games because of like these hype moments or whatever like that you know um i think that's really awesome and I think that that's going to, I think PlayStation sees that and they see it as an opportunity to like advertise the brand, the consoles. And like, you know, if you're going to have all these events and they're running on PlayStation hardware, you know, they're, you know, people are holding these dual sense controllers and stuff like that, then it's going to help bolster your sales and make you, you know, it's like, what is it called? Like guerrilla marketing kind of thing. Like, yeah, I think that's awesome. Yeah, true, true that. And uh, one last thing before we go and move on is I just want to read read this tweet from Mark Julio. He's one of the organizers of Evo. Go for he it. Put, also, very important to note, Evo is still open to all platforms. The teams at PlayStation and RTS are enabling us to continue working with our community to support fighting games. Translation, you um, they're not going to be exclusive. They're not mm-hmm. going to, you know, Killer Instinct can only run on Xbox, so they're not going to, like, just throw out Killer Instinct because it's not running on PlayStation. I think that's awesome. I think that it's really cool of them to basically say, hey, we welcome all platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, it's not their decision. You know, mm-hmm. so Nintendo, it's Nintendo's decision to like allow them to license it to to stream Smash. Yeah. So um, I think that it's it's kind of like a little like uh, like uh, like a little jab in the sense yeah. that if Smash is not at Evo, they're not going to be the ones to get blamed for it. Nintendo yeah. will be. It's yeah. really that's like that's like three D chess right there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and I'll predict it right now. Smash is not going to be at Evo, and it's going to be <laughs> Nintendo's fault. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think um, uh, that's an easy prediction to make. Yep, absolutely. All right, so uh, I'm just going to read the headlines for the, the final stories here that we didn't hit. Uh, Microsoft is bringing its Xbox Auto HDR feature to Windows. Windows 10 is also getting a new file explorer layout and more. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's Ireland expansion is arriving in April. There's an Easter event happening there as well. Activision Blizzard reports uh, new layoffs. Uh, CEO reportedly set to pocket enormous bonus payout. Just one of uh, those other sad... Uh, stories from the games industry that that we see way too often. Uh, Google Play lowers developer fees, Play Store cut to fifteen percent. This is specifically for small developers that make, I believe, under a million dollars in revenue. Uh, now their cut is smaller if you're releasing on the Google Play Store. 
and uh, Jade Raymond, who is uh, the 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 one of the famous developers behind the the Assassin's Creed franchise, and I think the Watch Dogs franchise, who has gone through a lot of different places. She was last at Stadia and ended up, you know, leaving Stadia, and that after they closed the the Stadia internal game studios and etc. She's opening a new studio called Haven in Montreal, and uh, they're going to be working on a PlayStation on a new uh, PlayStation exclusive game. Which, for the record, this is not a uh, it's not like a PlayStation studio. Like she's not like a uh, it's not a, she's not opening a first party studio. Uh, they're gonna work in a in a second party relationship, kind of what and you know Insomniac Games used to be like uh, with PlayStation or what um, David Cage Studio. I forgot the name right now. You know Detroit, the Detroit people um, used to do with PlayStation as well. So yeah, PlayStation is oh better more recent example Kojima right? Like so she's she's doing something like uh, uh, like Kojima possibly right? Okay. Um, anything you want to comment on, Lewis? Mm, no, none of these. Uh, nope. None of these catch my attention. <laughs> to tell you the truth. But wait, okay. did you uh, talk so about the I'm... Bravely Default Two demo or no? Or is that something that you no. just played? Yes, I just I just played that a little bit. So I was gonna, but I didn't have enough to talk about it really. Um, and so I just I just kind of skipped it. But yeah, there's a oh, demo. Okay. You know, Bravely Default Two came out recently, and there's a demo out. If you want to go check that out on the Switch, if I played some more, I'll talk about it next show. Um, and I've also been playing Spiritfarer, which I might talk about next show as well. I just, I, I'm like jumping around between so many games right now. It's, it's nuts. It's like <laughs> I I'm, honestly have no idea what I'm going to p- talk about next week because I can like talk about Spider-Man. I can talk about uh, Ghost of Tsushima, mm-hmm. like, uh, or more Fortnite. <laughs> I don't you, even... should, you should absolutely play Astro's Playroom, by the way. It's really oh, yes, nice. that's yes. right. I can basically figure out all the features or like demo all the features for the mm-hmm. DualSense and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's exactly. probably going to be the number. It should probably be at the top of the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, Louis. So I think I'm going to leave it like, you know, do you, do you want to go and uh, cover or uh, new releases and, and our broke gamers guide here to uh, wrap us up? Yeah, sure. Sure. I got this. I got this. What are you buying? All right. So for new releases, well, it's unfortunately we got it. We got a little dry here. Um, so let's go with it. Uh, <laughs> Plants versus Zombies uh, Battle for Neighborville is coming out on the Switch on March 19th. Next up is uh, Root Film. Uh, Root Film is uh, for the PS4 and Switch on March the 19th. And then Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town on the Switch, March 23rd. Love Love Live, School Idol Festival, After School, YY. I think that's an anime. I I think that's an anime. Anime is fucking sounding title. PS4 on March 24th. Paradise Lost, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um... Black Legend, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, March 25th, Dandy Ace, PS5, and lastly, Yakuza 6, uh, The Song of Life on Xbox One and PC on March 25th. In addition, just keep in mind that Doom Eternal wraps up Epic epic Doom Slayer Saga in Ancient Gods Part 2 DLC. So, uh, yes, you can play out the final doom eternal dlc expansion destruction all-stars is getting seasons a ranked mode a battle pass and a new character and disco elysium is confirmed for march 30th on the playstation 5 and ps4 so I, uh, yeah while you likely uh disconnect and reconnect here to for my camera to get brought back i uh I was looking into this Root Film uh, game. It looks like it's a weird, like detective visual novel. Um, so I'm going to read the beginning of the blurb here, just so that uh, just so that we're we're spotlighting at least uh, something here. It's available on the Switch, 
and uh, was it the PS4? Yeah, the PS4. Uh, Root Film is a thrilling adventure game with visual novel elements. Follow Rintaro Yagaumo as he's selected to be the director for the rebooted Shinmame Mystery Drama Project, a TV series which was canceled for an unknown reason 10 years ago. His excitement for this amazing opportunity is quickly curbed when a horrible murder interrupts their location scouting process. Follow him and a cast of unique and memorable characters as they are drawn deeper into a thrilling mystery. Become your own detective as you unravel the truth through investigative investigative gameplay mechanics adding a new layer into the visual novel formula um so yeah seems kind of interesting but i don't i don't really like playing visual novels so i probably won't play it <laughs> you know before we move on to the next segment i just got to say that i completely forgot that i did play a game this week and i'm going to talk about it next week <laughs> oh okay cool, cool i did it i did the thing, same thing with nba 2k21 <laughs> Uh, but you know what's kind of funny is uh, you can go to level1gaming.com and read my review of the game. So there you go. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Do you not want to say which, which game it is? Like, what's the name? <laughs> uh, what was it? Damn, I can't remember the name of the game to tell you the truth. All right, I'll That's bring it up. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. I, I'm, I'm going to just go ahead and say, like, I didn't really like the game. So <laughs> I gave it a six, though. I gave it, like, I gave it a six on the grounds that the game was, was, was good for what it wanted to do, not for what I liked or didn't like about it. You know what I mean? So Dungeon that's like Defenders, I was... Dungeon Defenders Awakened. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for going to level one gaming for me. <laughs> uh yeah, so it was uh it's a um no I guess I'll talk more about it next week, but I'll just say it's a it's um it's a damn it, what's that what's that genre called? That base building thing where it's like uh the tower defense genre is not a widely there popular genre to a general audience. So if you want there you to do a game in this genre, there needs to be a unique hook to capture the audience's attention. Dungeon Defenders Awakened, bat big on the action RPG angle, but for me, this game falls short. I'm not big on the tower defense genre. Having played this, I can appreciate the good that went into Dungeon Defenders Awakened, and it's because of that that I give this game a 6 out of 10. The game is up yes. for uh, Xbox One and Series XS on March 17th for $29.99. Yeah. Thank you for reading my words. Thank you for reading my words. No, uh, yeah, like just uh, the tower defense, man. It's uh, that's my second tower defense game. I had a review for Level One Gaming, and uh, both of them are completely like unique. But this one just kind of like didn't do enough for me. But there was there there are people that would enjoy the game and would sink hours and hours of gameplay into that game. I'm not mm-hmm. one of them though. So yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the good stuff. What's on sale? Got a selection of good things on sale, stranger. So I got to say that I am very happy with what's happening here as far as uh, uh, Broke Gamer's Guide. So let's go ahead and first hit up what's happening here on uh, Epic Games. So as we had... uh, the as we had talked about last week, it's going to be the fall. It's uh, free this week, and let's go ahead and read the blurb on that. It says here: acclaimed story, engaging puzzles, tense action. You are Arid, the AI on board a Mark Seven combat suit. The human pilot encased within the suit is unconscious. You must find a way to follow protocol and save his life. 2014 Game of the Year for best story. Interesting. I wonder on huh. what, you know, publication that uh, it was. I know, about. right? <laughs> it was uh, definitely, I don't think it was the Game Awards. Uh, but yeah. Um, the other thing that's happening here, let me just uh, go ahead and bring you up, is uh, PlayStation is going really ham on the uh, on the sales for, for March. There's a Mega March sale that's happening. And I wanted to spotlight this one here. Um, 
I found on the second page here on this website, it's uh, they got Scott Pilgrim versus the world is 20% off to $12. $12. So that's not too shabby. It's already $15. So having a couple bucks knocked off. Uh, I, I really, I really want to uh, play that game. I, I had a good time playing it on the 360 when I went to, to fame's house. So, uh, that's worth getting as well as just in general, there's a lot of sales happening. Uh, I see a crash bandicoot four. It's about time is, is knocked down to $39. And, uh, there's an Immortals, a Phoenix Rising, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla like combo pack for sixty dollars. Oh wow! But of course, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is also uh, on sale by itself as as well as Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But also, I actually reviewed this game for Level One Gaming: Werewolf the Apocalypse, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Earthblood. That's actually on sale for thirty dollars. So, not too shabby. Um, I gave the game an okay or or. or or was it a was it a mediocre? I think I might have given it a five. But yeah, so um, I said on my review is like if you if if the price was right, then it's worth getting. So um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about these particular sales in uh, that's happening here on the PS Store? I'm just gonna shout out the deal of the week that they're spotlighting right now, which is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, for currently for 1979, so a little under 20 bucks there. Yeah, but it's free on Game Pass, so <laughs> just yeah, that's vault. just throwing no, shade. Not everybody has Game Pass. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, also, there's a there's a sequels and prequel sale happening on the PlayStation Store. There's like three different sales happening. There's a game is under twenty sale and all that stuff. Um, the uh, the sequel sales didn't really catch my eye, but for some odd reason they're they're charging twenty two dollars for Overcooked. I didn't realize Overcooked still commanded that much, or Overcooked Two still commanded that much money. But yeah. Now the here's a big here's the big story here's like uh, we had mentioned like the uh, the the Microsoft uh, um, what was it called Game Pass stuff but now mm-hmm. PlayStation is just like you know what we're just gonna give away the goods for free so Sony is giving away uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and nine other PlayStation Four games so that's ten titles that are joining uh, Ratchet and Clank which is already free so. Mm-hmm. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is going to be free to everyone for PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 beginning next month. As Sony expands its efforts to support the folks keep uh, keeping safe and socially distancing in the final stages of the COVID-19 pandemic. So between um, the Zero, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition will be available for free between April 19th and May 14th. And a PlayStation Plus subscription is not necessary to access the game. Uh, in addition, beginning March 25th, players will get access to nine more games, five of them for the PlayStation 4 and 5, and four of them for PlayStation VR. So they are Abzu, Enter the Gungeon, Res Infinite. Oh my god, I've been wanting Res Infinite. Yes, I get to play that on VR. Subnautica, The Witness, and Astrobot Rescue Mission. Oh my god, that's I I paid money for that game. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moss, Thumper. Now I almost I almost broke down and bought Thumper, so I'm glad I didn't buy it. Now I can get it. Paper Beast uh, for PlayStation VR. So those are uh, the nine games and they will be available until April 22nd. Yes. Dan, what do you think of this lineup? Well, um, I think it's really good. If you if you have a PlayStation, there's no reason not to go and just uh, get all those games. Um, what, what, what is the word for it? It's uh, add them to your library or, or whatever, right? Um, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Abzu. I think Abzu is really good. Um, it, it was made by uh, some of the people behind Journey. They they spun off and and, and made their own studio and worked on Abzu. And and the you know the 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 score is good. The gameplay is good. The visuals are great. And I, I feel like that game is one of those like situations where you know had that game 
come out before Journey did, I feel like it would have, it would have almost gotten a similar level of love. Maybe not not as much, but it would have been um, like very well received and positively received. The fact that it came out after Journey m- makes it inevitably be compared to it and generally considered not as good. Um, but it's still really really good, a cool relaxing like similar type of immersive experience, kind of like Journey is. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of these other games are, are beloved uh, titles. There's there are some that are a little bit more like deep cuts than others. But, you know, for the most part, these are all games that I've heard about. Uh, you know, The Witness was a, you know, a huge game that's, you know, Jonathan Close. Yeah, a game is like a 10 out of 10 at IGN and stuff. Uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission for a lot of people is like one of the best VR games. Um, the Mario 64 VR. Yes, yeah, there we go. Um, you know, Thumper is very beloved as well. And and Moss, I know that that's the, the game where he plays a little mouse. Um I, I do I do want to say, Louis, I do think it's interesting that uh that so many of these games are VR games. It's like four out of ten, right? Or uh are VR <laughs> games. Yeah. And um in fact it's even possible that one of these other games is playable in VR as well, I think. Like I, I don't remember like a Res be, like, Infinite like... Res Infinite has a VR mode. It's playable in regular PS4 yes. and in VR. Yeah. So so five out of ten of these games are playable in VR. So the thing that I find interesting when looking at this is I wonder if there's some kind of like backhand strategy to the choice of these games. And I wonder if Sony is kind of secretly hoping that uh, that people are going to go out and buy a PlayStation VR right now. Because <laughs> I don't know. It just seems interesting that they would include so many VR games, in my opinion. It could also- my question, my question is, do I am I even allowed to add these games to my library if I already have them on PlayStation Plus? You know what I mean? Like if I, I were to able to like check the box and then add it to my library and then that way, if I ever stop playing for PlayStation Plus, I can still have the games. I don't you know. know. That's a valid question. Maybe we're going to try to do that Fine. and then uh, come back to it next week. Report and, back next yeah. week. Yeah. Which we're probably not going to do because we're going to forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> It is time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ready Press Play. Remember, you can reach the podcast at readyplaynetwork.com or simply at Ready Press Play on Twitter or TikTok or in the comments below if you're on YouTube. I'm on Twitter at the Dan Lima and Lewis at Chakalaka88. Don't forget to subscribe, give us a review, tell your friends about the show, and all that good stuff. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Peace. <laughs>